LBC 97.3. This is London's biggest conversation with the best of Steve Allen. Morning. Steve Allen here with you this Sunday morning. Coming up at six in conversation. This week, I'm joined by actress Samantha Womack, who talks about her return to EastEnders, which we announced here on LBC 97.3, and Olympian Denise Lewis, who talks about how we get younger people involved in professional sport. But first, my best bits from the week. And I've had quite a stressful weekend waiting for the royal delivery. It's not just whether or not she's going to have this blooming baby. And then she turns out she was at home with her mum, and I thought, she's not going to have the baby today. I bet she has it today. I bet she has it today. I bet it's going to be a Monday baby. Please, God, it's not on my shift. Everybody says the same, don't they? You know, we don't want anything like this on my shift. Because otherwise I have to talk baby talk, you know, for the rest of the pro year. Goo, 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 goo. And it'll be all very exciting and lovely and, and wonderful, which is, uh, which is great. You know, I don't have any problem with babies. I'm surrounded by them at home at the moment. Four, four new babies. Four new babies we've had over the past uh, four months. Nothing to do with me, I hasten to add. I've got nothing to do with these things at all. But, but, they, but neighbours bring them out and show you. And uh, I've got a neighbour either side of me. They've both had babies. And whether I'm the influence behind this, I've got no idea. But, of course, now they're listening to the programme because they're waking up early in the morning for feeds. And they're both really gorgeous. Got the one in, in one of the flats one side of me. Really, really gorgeous. But, of course, they have to keep bringing her out because it's so hot. So they brought this industrial fan, which <laughs> you can hear it outside. It's that good. I've got fans all over the place, which is lovely. And uh, then I've got another baby the other side. And, of course, you don't know why, why babies start crying, because if we feel the heat, they must be even worse. So I always recommend, I was in Costco yesterday in Watford, and uh, there was a lady buying a couple of fans. They, had to, they were too expensive. I thought 41 quid for a buy an air fan. No, thank you very much indeed. And the little girl said, I don't want a fan. And the mum said, your bedroom's boiling hot, you're having a fan. And that's what you need. It's ideal in the bedroom. It's ideal to buy a fan. I went down, when I went down to my godchildren, when was it, about four months ago? Three months ago? Three months ago. And it was boiling hot. So when we went out, I said, I'm going to buy you fans. Because I know the advantage of having a, ha- a fan in the bedroom where it's just wafting backwards and forwards. And to be honest with you, for sort of 30 quid, it's worth it to keep cool at night. At the moment, I'm sleeping on top of the duvet. Take that image out of your mind. And, uh, and I've got the fan play naked as a jaybird. And not really, actually. A small thong. And a little onesie. And uh, or a twosie. And so I'm, I'm quite happy with that. that. That's actually great. But, oh, it's just uncomfortable. I got out of the car this morning, and I know, because I did it yesterday in my car, because we went out and we had the air conditioning on all day. And then all of a sudden the air conditioning in the car, I think it's called comfort cooling, didn't appear to be as strong as it was before. So I turned it off, thinking it'll sort of reboost the system. But, of course, in that process, the back of your shirt on the seat gets wet. And so, and it's, it's, oh, and it sticks to your body. And it's like, that's horrible. And so I get out of the car and I go to Marks and Spencer's and I was aware of the fact that the back of my shirt was soaking wet. So people behind me in the queue were probably going, he's really wet. He's really wet. And it happened this morning in the car. I get out of the car and the back of my shirt was wet because you're leaning up against sort of plastic or whatever it was. I don't know. I can't remember what it was. And uh, I thought the next person's going to get in, lean up against the seat and go, it's wet. It's wet. He'll go, that was the last one. The last bloke who got in here. Terrible, isn't it, really? Just terrible. I'm delighted that more and more companies and little shops on the high street are putting out bowls of water for dogs. Because I think that's really important. All it is, it doesn't have to be anything really flash. You know, just a Tupperware box with water in that you top up on a regular basis. Because dogs get really, really thirsty. So uh, just do it. We've got about four or five shops now in Twickenham that do it. Actually, strange enough, there's a, there's a piece in one of the papers. I thought it was Twickenham they were doing. It's Orpington. And it's got loads of charity shops. I thought you want to come to Twickenham. We call them Polish department stores 
because we've got so many charity shops. In fact, I think, I mean, I've lost track of how many department stores we've got. People come all the way in from Hounslow to go shopping in, in charity shops, which, of course, effectively kill the high street. Because what they're doing is flogging stuff really, really cheaply. Well, actually, not so in many cases. But it just ruins the high street. I mean, you know, much as I love charity shops, it's a business. Then I discovered the other day, just to really annoy myself, that the Duchy of Cornwall doesn't pay corporation tax or anything. The Duchy of Prince Charles. Tax little people. Only for peasants pay tax. So he's, he's up before a common select committee later on. Well, I shouldn't imagine he will be. But uh, the people of his organisation have found out why he's not paid any corporation. Ever. Ever. Never paid anything at all. Not a penny piece. You see, as far as I'm concerned, lead by example. Pay the things. And then you look at Joe, Joey Essex, otherwise known as Joey Essex. And uh, he went to some, some festival. He's in a VIP tent. I've got no idea why. He knows, knows diddly squat about music or anything like that. And he managed to pick a girl up who looked a bit plainer than Sam for ears. But there again, when you look like a sort of a, a Thai transvestite drag queen, you know, with the amount of makeup you're troweling on there, anything is a bit of a respite, I suppose. It didn't take him long to find somebody else. So I suspect he just wants a little bit of company. Uh, Gaza, way eh? I've been off the booze for four days and I'm gonna... No, you're not, dear. No, you're not. We've heard all this garbage before. You've told us lies before. I'm a bit bored with it. I don't care. You can drink yourself into oblivion. I really don't mind. It's your business. It's your life. If we can only offer the advice and say, look, you're going to die. Okay, it's as simple as that. If you keep drinking like this, you're going to die. Over the weekend, he was going to throw himself off Brighton Pier. Well, throw yourself off Brighton Pier. If that's what makes you feel better, but we can only offer advice. If you don't want to take the advice, well, then we can do no more, barring chaining you up to a wall and saying you're not going anywhere until you've dried out. Now they managed to drag in so-called friend Jimmy Five Bellies, known because he's so fat. And this is Gaza's friend. And Gaza said, I just want to be loved. And I thought, nobody loves you. That's the trouble. You might think they do, but they don't really care about you. If they care about you, then they'd be not just... Just handing over money isn't enough for rehab. That is not enough. He doesn't need that. What he needs is people with him to keep him off the booze, to keep him occupied. They should have arranged it in shifts, but of course they're only doing it for a bit of publicity in the papers, aren't they? Oh, I'll give him some money, I'll put him in rehab, and then he'll be off the booze and I'll be hailed a hero. Doesn't work like that. You cannot do that. You've got to be with people all the time. It's no good just leaving him by himself. He sits there staring at the blooming walls. What's the point of that? What's the point of staring at the walls if you're an alcoholic and you've got no friends? And he's got no friends. Take my word for it. He's got no friends. What he needs to... Stamp collecting. Stamp collecting, I think. Or failing that, sort of, you know, a jigsaw would keep him on. He's bored out of his tiny. And you know why? Because he's an alky. And he doesn't know how to do anything else. So he sits there and goes, I'm only fun, and people only find me fun when I've had a couple of drinks. So he goes to the bar, and he has, we used to have a presenter on LBC years ago. He could not do a programme without six double vodkas inside him. He found it impossible. Oh, he was, he was well able to stand. Well, in fact, he sat for most of the programme. But he, he would go to the pub before the show, and he would have six double vodkas. I mean, to be honest with you, he got caught out a couple of times. And he was, he was funny, but he, um, it, it, a couple of times it kind of let him down a bit. And he did die, um, probably through the alcohol, I should imagine. But it's, you cannot help it. If they don't want to be helped, it's like somebody who wants to give up smoking or any addiction. It doesn't matter whether it's kebabs. You see these huge fat people sitting in, you know, kebab shops. You feel like saying, listen, that's why you're fat. 
because you're eating kebabs. Don't eat Kentucky Fried Chicken. I mean, I've lost track of how many times you say to people, it's fattening, everything in moderation. I had a slice of pizza the other day. A slice, I mean, look at me pushing the boat out. Oh, big up Steve Allen. One slice of pizza. And that was quite enough. And then I had a little chocolate ice cream that went with it. I just had four cheeses. Which is okay. I mean, cheese not particularly good for you anyway. But I had, it was just one slice of pizza. I had it in Costco. You can either have a whole pizza or a slice. Well, there's no way I could eat a whole pizza. That's just stupid. So I just had a slice of pizza. And do you know, that filled me up. That filled me up beautifully. Although we did buy some frozen raspberries. Time we got home to Marylebone, they weren't frozen raspberries anymore. We could have made a smoothie out of them. It was so hot. It was just so hot. But, um, all in all, you've got Gazza in the paper today. You've got uh, Zara Phillips. Uh, who's that? I don't like Zara Phillips. I don't know. I think you're all entitled to not like certain people, and she's one of them I don't like. I'll tell you what I did laugh at this morning. Cheryl Cole, uh, knee Cheryl, uh, knee Tweedy, and uh, knee... Oh, here we are in court. And uh, here we are. Oh, look, Will I Am's going to be my, my, uh, my mentor. No, he's not. And uh, here I am doing a music video. Oh, dear, no, I'm not. Anyway, she's going ahead with suing Simon Cowell in America. Because even though they ended up dropping... Cheryl, because um, the, uh, mainly the Americans didn't understand what on earth she was talking about. To be honest with you, and I, and I don't, and I'm not rude about this in any way, shape, or form. She's not much cop. She really isn't much cop. It's it's very sweet. She's as far as you can go based on looks. Apart from that, no talent whatsoever. So she can dance up and down a little bit. The only reason her records ever got in the charts, as girls allowed, she was part of a group. And when she was by herself, she had the, um, the X Factor, which gave her all that free publicity. And here's Cheryl miming partly to her... We're going to fake, fake, fake... F- oh, go away, you dreary old baggage. Anyway, turns out that old fagash Lil is still at it, but she's decided. So she goes to America, and th- they end up sort of dropping her from the programme after a very short... Because, hey, hey, she doesn't know anything. How can you put... This is America, for God's sake. It's America. They are so... Be- they've got everything. They've got better-looking girls parking cars in America. You know, Cheryl Cole, knee Tweedy, is of no interest to them whatsoever. And so she goes over there, and she's just... She falls flat on her big face. And so what's happened is she's decided... So they then drop her. But they give her... One and a half million pounds. One and a half million pounds. So they they pay off the contract for the series. Oh, it's not enough. Oh, it's really not enough. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to take him to court. So she's taking Simon Cowell to court. She's pushing for the full fee, two million pounds, legal fees and a bonus, which could top three and a half million pounds. She's going to find out what Simon Cowell earned and her co-stars too. And um, she accepts that she was paid £1.2 million, despite only making a brief appearance. She claims she was promised £1.5 for a second series, whatever the outcome of the first. Uh, the company, Blue Orbit, says she was treated fairly. If she loses, she'll face a million-pound bill. Now, to be honest with you, I don't think Simon Cowell is one of those people who likes to lose. Simon Cowell is a winner. He's more intelligent than she is. He's got... He'll have a fantastic legal team. To be honest with you, he will just see her as a money grabber. That's all he'll see her as. It was like that stellar English trying to take Lord uh, Lord Sugar to court and falling flat on her smug little face. You knew the woman was an idiot to start with, and she lost big time. Cheryl, in America, uh, getting over this three... He's not going to have it. He's going to go, listen, love... You know, we treated you very fairly. You're bloody useless at what you do. You're thick as a brick. You've got £1.2 million for doing nothing. 
And you want more? More? I'll call her a twist all over again. So, I mean, I hope for her sake she actually gets what she wants. But if it, if it all falls flat her face, she's a million quid out of pocket and the rest of it. And then Cheryl might have to go back to stacking shelves or doing something. Because there's no place for her in show business. There's absolutely no place. She can't do anything. She's not going to go into the chart. How is she going to promote it? You know, with the X Factor, that was, that was the best thing that she ever had because it was a free platform, like for all of them, a free platform to do their, their, their free publicity. And Simon was very generous. No matter what you think about whether Simon's programmes are any good or the stupid egg-throwing, talentless woman who plays a cello. You know, I mean, she's, she's out in the wilderness already, poor soul. You know, don't bite the hand that feeds. If that hand, you know, gives you everything, don't start believing the publicity, love, just because L'Oreal used you. It don't make you a clever person. It means that you have to be flavour of the month. But have you noticed? You've been kind of pushed to one side a little bit, sweet pea. They're using Tostos, Tostos daily, which is lovely. Let's hope Cheryl gets over it quickly and doesn't keep dragging it out. I couldn't stand that. Let's take a quick break. When we're back, we find out that the Duchy of Cornwall, apparently, isn't paying any corporation tax. I was outraged. LBC 97.3. This is London's biggest conversation with the best of Steve Allen. LBC 97.3. This is London's biggest conversation with the best of Steve Allen. Welcome back. Earlier this week, I read a story that really, really made my blood boil. I just had to tell you about it. This is uh, a guy called Philip Williams. Philip Williams works as a taxi driver in Dudley Town Centre in the West Midlands. We love Dudley Town Centre. Anyway, so this woman gets in the taxi, gets to the other end, and she's not going to pay. She's not going to pay. So, he, he, first, of all, first of all, she gets out and he thinks, now, wait a minute, I think you could do a runner. Because taxi drivers are quite aware of how, how people operate in this sort of thing. She's, she turns out to be 19. She's a, she's a student. And she appears to be wearing... Well, looking at the pictures here, I can't quite work out because they've sort of... She's not been clearly identified. She will be by the time we finish, I promise you. And she's either wearing a niqab or she's not wearing a niqab. I can't really tell. But anyway, so she gets in his cab. She does this journey and it's £25. Gets to the other edge. Yeah, I'll just go inside to get my purse. He thinks, wait a minute. Wait a minute. And so she then says, oh, no, I'll have to go to a cash point. They get to the cash point. I'm sorry, I don't have any money. So she tries to do a runner. So he grabs her. He grabs her because he's a taxi driver. She, as far as I'm concerned, she's a thieving little toe rag. You know, she's trying to get... It turns out she's trying to go to an exam, but he wants his money. So he grabs her and he's saying to passers-by, call the police, she's trying to evade it. And the public are walking by. Some people say, let her go, let her go. Stupid people. Mind you, it is Dudley, isn't it? They don't come any more thicker than Dudley. Go up the moment, bum, dum, 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 Dudley. I mean, one, one elderly lady showed support by asking the passers-by whether they'll pay the £25 if he lets her go. So at least she had some sense. Anyway, eventually, uh, they managed to, uh, to call the police. And uh, this man here, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a perfectly decent man. He's been driving for ages. This woman pushed and shoved him. I'd have laid her out. She'd have been on that ground so fast, arms behind her back. No messing around at all. Why should people have to put up with people like that? This man's trying to earn an honest living. She's 19. She's not being named publicly. She will be by the papers tomorrow, I bet you. Anyway, she's, uh, she's a compulsive liar by the look of it. And she's a thief. She's trying to cheat him out of his money. 
Anyway, uh, he says, I restrained her. He said 50 people were videoing me and taking photos. And so we've got a series of photos looking at it here. He said, £25 is a big fare. I mean, she's a, she's a thief. This woman should be named and shamed. Absolutely. Uh, she's since been... Ident- Sorry? No, I've never dined. Dined and dashed. What, had a meal and then run out? Are you serious? I tell you, I'd shoot somebody if I had a restaurant and they dined and dashed. Are you serious? I know restaurants in London where the waitresses, if somebody does a runner, they have to pay for it. As far as I'm concerned, you take them and you chop their legs and arms off. It's as simple as that. Hang them out to dry. I couldn't care less. This, uh, this woman's since been identified. Oh, good. Well, let's make sure we identify her. And uh, she's been made to pay the fare and banned from using the taxi firm. Stupid woman. Let's name and shame her, shall we? Quite clear, you get in a taxi, love, and you haven't got any money. You thieving little so-and-so. I don't, want, I don't like people like you. I feel very sorry for... Ta- that is the danger, isn't it? It's Glasgow. They're not stupid enough to let them out of the car. They've got the doors locked. You pay, you pay the fare, you push it through the front of the thing, and you, uh, and you pay your fare. It's called, you know, doing... You know, you, 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 it's like, I can't imagine anybody ever doing that. I've never heard of such a filthy thing to do. To actually cheat somebody out of their money, 25 quid. Well, don't get in a cab then, love. I want a name and shout. I bet you've got enough money for drink and drugs. That's generally what these people have got, isn't it? How, do, how disgusting that somebody would ever do that. What sort of families do they come from? Awful, awful people. Uh, Prince Charles. Why? I'm not surprised you're always blooming smiling, sir. I don't want to doff my cap too much because the servants are paying more tax than you are. That can't be right, can it? Can that be right? I don't think so. There's also, oh, I'm so delighted. A uh, woman here. This is in Bolton City Centre. My God, we've got all the northern stories this morning. I can't believe it. Two, one from Dudley, one from Bolton. And this is a, a woman who's sitting... And uh, she's eating a pasty on a park bench. And she doesn't eat it all. And so she gives it to a pigeon. Well, as far as I'm concerned, that's a hanging offence, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, she gets fined £75. She had the misfortune to catch the eye of a plainclothes education and enforcement worker from the local council. <laughs> For that read, interfering busybody. Anyway, um, she said, I couldn't believe it. Man came over, asked me what I was doing, charged me £75. I've started shouting at, uh, at people on bicycles, I'm afraid. Do you know, I saw the ultimate on a bicycle the other day. So, what? I have been doing it for years. I do shout. Well, I'll tell you what, people who cycle on the pavement, when there's a big blooming sign up saying, don't... Don't cycle. I can't understand how stupid Twickenham Council are. Because there's a big sign. You, you come out of a little road next to the Laverstock butcher shop, and there's two big signs. They couldn't be bigger, you know, if it was shoved on your head, saying, no right turn. What do they do? Right turns. All they've got to do is put a camera there. They can make a fortune every day. But anyway, the council far too dumb for things like that. And so uh, the other thing is, cycles on the pavement. I said to some woman the other day, no cycling on the pay. Are you blind or something? There's a big sign up there. Anyway, Sunday, I'm going out to do so. What did I see a cyclist do? You know, one of the ones with the Go Faster helmet and the stripes and the lycra. And what was he doing? He was, I wondered why he was wobbling a bit. He's texting as he's cycling. He's texting as he's cycling. I mean, you've never seen anybody so dumb as a cyclist who texts. I mean, really, thick as a brick. Thick as a brick. Anyway, uh, this woman... Um, um, pigeons are vermin, apparently, and should not be fed. But they've since decided that the woman's pasty will not turn into a very expensive lunchtime treat. They received a complaint and they backed down over the fine. They say, it's not our intention to target individuals unnecessarily. Well, don't feed pigeons. They're filth. Flying rats. Disgusting. Any good pigeon is under my wheels on the car. In fact, preferably two or three or four of them. There was another woman who got signed £75, I think in Hull or something. 
And um, and she was fined 75 quid for dropping a piece of sausage roll. We've all done it, though, haven't we? You sit there and you're sitting on a bench and a bit falls on the floor. You're not going to pick it up and pop it in your mouth. And pigeons sit there. I do lash out at them, it has to, has to be said. Prince Charles, all the papers today, less taxed than his servants. Not surprised, they look really happy and can afford to drive really nice cars, everything else. If only we could all do the same. If only I could pay less tax than, than the producer here. If only that were possible. But I think it's, uh, I think it's highly unlikely at the moment. Uh, Want to keep cool? I, well, I, I hardly earn any more than you at all. I don't think you're in a position to discuss things like that. We're all paupers round here, ladies and gentlemen. I can barely afford to get the bus later on. Uh, if you want to keep cool today, lick your wrists and eat a curry. Apparently that's the thing. Licking your... If you ever licked your wrist, you'll all be trying it now, won't you? Oh, I feel so much better already. <laughs> Freezing cold. Yes, lick your wrists. But eating a curry is very good for you. I suppose that would be, actually. I said to somebody the other day, they said, what are you going to... I said, I think I might have a, have a cup of tea to cool you down. And somebody said, well, that's hot. That will make... I said, no, 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 it keeps the body temperature right. It's cold drinks that lower the temperature very quickly, which make you effectively hotter. So you've got to keep sucking on a nice lolly. Apparently, cucumber on your forehead makes you cool down. You just look so stupid with it on there, don't you, as you're walking around Sainsbury's doing a little bit of shopping. Oh, another slice of cucumber, another slice of... Actually, it's very good for putting under your eyes, or over your eyes if you're driving. Makes it more entertaining for us on the motorway. Oh, look, here's another one of those cucumber drivers. <coughs> I love it. Police, action, cucumber. It kind of makes sense, doesn't it? I can see it as a programme very, very shortly. Uh, one in three of us would pay extra to sit in a child-free zone on flights. I mean, I know that it's, it's not easy if you're travelling with kids, but they do kick the seat behind. And sometimes you have to turn around and go, excuse me, can you not kick the seat anymore? You know, you think parents had noticed, but sometimes the parents are sitting would look a bit more Neanderthal than the children, I'm afraid. Drunken passengers are also something that nobody likes. I don't know why they're ever let on flights. I see it on these EasyJet programmes and things like that, Ryanair, where they sort of say, you're, you're too drunk to be on the flight. I, I only had a little, little drink. Yeah, but you're not getting on the flight because you're a danger. So I'll sober up. And sometimes it's women as well. Sometimes it's women. It's not good, is it? Oh, dear, I'm not really sure about this next story. This can't be true. This really can't be true. Get ready for Jade Goody, the opera. Apparently, it's a story of modern-day celebrity. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's written by uh, Afsana Gray taking a closer look at Jade Goody's life as a study of modern-day celebrity. God, blimey. And uh, she was thrust into the spotlight by Big Brother, became a celebrity overnight, and appeared to be constantly in the media headlights until her death from cervical cancer at the age of 27. Well, that is tragic. But Trunchy, she was thick. And that's what she made her name on. She was a racist. She made her name on being offensive, on being stupid. And that was the trouble. The good thing about her was that she realised that, you know, people laughed at her and uh, that people found her offensive and dim. Mind you, it didn't help with a mother, the one that she had, Jackie. You know, the worst mother in the entire world. Dealing drugs with your kid in the front room is never the best thing, as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, so she tries to make as much money. Once it was diagnosed that it was uh, cancer, she tries to make as much money. And yet, strangely enough, she'd not been paying tax. She was that dim... She didn't pay tax. And consequently, she ended up, we thought she was going to, you know, leave loads of money for the boys. Nothing. Nothing. Swallowed up by the tax man. Couldn't wait to take it all. <sighs> Raked it all in. Jeff Brazier now got to work for the rest of his life to pay for the kids. But, you know, which is OK. That's fair enough. But she worked hard in those last few months 
you know, till she was not able to do anything anymore and thought that she'd left enough. I thought she'd raked in something like between two and four million pounds. Because it is possible to rake in this sort of money. Don't ever underestimate what uh, what people earn on television. They can earn a serious amount of money. And Jade Goody was doing interviews. She'd done everything to rake in money, to know that at least the boys would be looked after. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing left. It's all gone. The last little bit, apparently, has just been swallowed up by the tax man. But to actually, you know, try and hail this as, as some sort of celebrity thing. I mean, Jade Goody the Opera. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Because otherwise, what, what we're doing is hailing in this country anybody with no talent whatsoever. Jade Goody didn't have any particular talent. She was just a stupid one. And people laughed at her, because, they, and then she played up to it. She played up to being stupid. I'm still completely baffled as to why the Jade Goody story is going to be an opera. Don't forget, in half an hour, you'll hear from Samantha Womack and Denise Lewis as they join me for In Conversation. But now, the latest news at 5.30. LBC 97.3. This is London's biggest conversation with the best of Steve Allen. Morning. You're listening to the best of Steve Allen this Sunday morning. Coming up in half an hour, I'm in conversation with ex and soon to be returned EastEnders actress Samantha Womack, who talks about being an embarrassment to her son, and athlete Denise Lewis, who gives her reactions to the recent doping scandal. But now we carry on with my best bits from the week. And this week, a man in Scotland was told he couldn't have fish fingers because it was on the kids' menu. Why can't somebody eat whatever they want as long as they're paying for it? This is the this is the hotel. This is the it's not discrimination. Let's not be stupid. You know, grow up and be an adult. Uh, all it is is uh, bad customer service. This, they wouldn't serve fish fingers to a 47-year-old because it was on the children's menu and they don't serve the children's menu to adults. I don't know why. I mean, you know, if, if I was out there, I mean, I know, my God, they eat from the adult menu. But sometimes they ask our youngest, who's nine... You know, does she want to eat from the children's menu or she'll eat, she'll eat anything? She doesn't really care. But, but if I wanted fish fingers, I would order fish fingers. Whether they're on the children's menu or not, I couldn't really give a stuff. And any hotel that wouldn't serve me, I'd get up and walk out. You know, complaining very loudly and very vociferously about the fact they wouldn't serve me. It's got nothing to do with, the, you know, they might not want to serve me because I'm fat or because I'm tall or because I haven't got any hair or something. It might be that kind of reason. It doesn't matter. It's not discrimination, it's bad customer service. It's, as far as I'm concerned, the customer is always right. Even when you're wrong, you're right. And you go out there, if you want to order fish fingers, you order fish fingers. And it's not up to the waitress to say, well, it's only... Go and get them. Go and get them now. I would do it in a very loud... I would humiliate them totally. And if, you know, if need be, I'd go and drag a film crew in there and go, this is the stupid hotel, this is the dumb waitress who's been trained so badly that she says, you've, you've got to be under 12 to eat. Go and get the food. Go and get the food, dear. Don't stand there and argue with me. I'm a customer. I'm paying your wages. Ridiculous, isn't it? I don't know why they can't understand. I mean, is it because it's Scotland? It's not because it's Inverness, is it? I'd love to... What is... Do we know the name of the hotel? Do we have a list of the, the, the hotel? Can we, get, can we print it off? I want to make sure we get the right hotel right. Uh, Dan has managed a, a six-hour sleep yesterday. Woke up nice and fresh and non-sweaty. The best aircon unit money can buy. Oh, right. Oh, that looks quite nice. Why all my pictures come inside? I'm a small wonder I've got a crick in my neck. Oh, is it? it's you, Dan. You sent it. But it looks quite nice, actually. He said, best thing I bought. I mean, to be honest with you, as far as I'm concerned, we should go the way of America. Air conditioning everywhere. Air conditioning everywhere. Because it's, it, it, otherwise you just don't sleep in the bedroom. Otherwise you just don't sleep. Do we have a picture of this hotel? 
Can we get a picture up of it? It's the Royal Highland Hotel. It sounds very exotic, doesn't it? The Royal Highland Hotel. I mean, doesn't that sound posh? Sounds very posh to me. It's, is it nice? Is it a five-star hotel? It sounds five-star, doesn't it? At least. The Royal Highland Hotel. Here we go. Well, they do discounted rates. Maybe not so good. And um, there we go. So that's one here. This is the Willie Forbes story. So let's see if we've got a, a picture of the of the hotel. What does it look like? Uh, oh, that, oh, it looks nice, doesn't it? That's quite nice. They've got hanging baskets. Not very big hanging baskets, but they've got hanging baskets. And um, let's see how, how much it is to stay there. Let's have a look. There we are. We've, we've got dining. We've got dining on there. Go back Go back a page. We found dining. Uh, they are dining. The Royal Highland Hotel. Let's have a look and see what they offer on their menu. Okay. Uh, our salmon, venison, game and seafood are welcomed throughout the world, along with our whiskey, which is made in nearby distilleries. That's lovely, isn't it? The dining rooms are overseen at all times by a highly dedicated and professional team of staff from Britain and all over the world. In other words, they've got people from all over the world working in the, in the restaurant. To dine in any of our restaurants is an experience to savour for many reasons. Some of the world's finest beef, lamb and game are naturally reared and mature. It sounds wonderful, doesn't it? And they use local ingredients, but you can't have fish fingers. And apparently it's all cooked with flair and imagination. Shellfish and fish come from the clear water. God, this place sounds gorgeous. Sounds good. Looks lovely. Let's see what their rates are, shall we? Let's have a quick look. How much does it cost to stay in this hotel? Uh, so tariffs. I suppose it's going to come into tariffs, isn't it? They never tell you on these. So- oh, here we go. A single room. Oh, we don't want a single room. Let's just go for something posh. Let's go for a four-poster suite. A four pa- because that's exciting. And that's £299 a night. Now, to be honest with you, that's not extortionate. Their classic single is 119 you know, which is OK. The executive double, I always think that's for businessmen and it's not really very nice, is 179 A classic twin, 149 It's not bad, you know. It's not bad rates. And the restaurant sounds fabulous. But you can't have fish. Do you think it was one of their overseas waiters who apparently said to them, you can't have it? You know, because if it was a local girl, she'd be saying, you have what you like to eat, love. I don't care. It's a restaurant. I couldn't care less. Looks very nice, though. Looks very nice. They do a video tour. The four-poster room. Oh, the four-poster room looks lovely, doesn't it? And they've got great Highland views. I might go and stay myself. The food sounds wonderful. I'd definitely order fish fingers, though. I say, Terry, so I'm allergic to any meat or anything like that. I can only have fish fingers. And everywhere I go, I get served fish fingers. If I, as I say, if I walked into the Savoy, if I walked into the Inn on the Park, I walked into anything, I would be able to get... You know, they've, they've, got a, oh, they've got a ballroom, the Grand Wallace Scotswaha, where Wallace bled. Uh, that's good, isn't it? The Royal Magnus meeting room. Send a hint. Serve more fish fingers, I think, would be the hint for today. Should we send that one? Serve more fish fingers. Oh, there you go. The resource you're looking for might have been removed. I bet it blew an ass. Too many people offering them advice. Get rid of the staff in the restaurant. Bad news, isn't it? Bad news for them. But it, it, it does look nice. I would stay there. But I would be pretty annoyed if they didn't serve me fish fingers. I would expect to be served anything. Anything in a hotel. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's any reason, whether it's on the children's menu or it's mashed up for somebody with no teeth... As far as I'm concerned, it's on the menu. I want to order it now. And I tell you what I want. When you see the chef, get him to do me a little pile of chips arranged in a pretty little pattern on the plate. And, uh, and I'll have two portions of fish fingers. I don't care whether they're on the children's menu. Do I still have my humidifier? Yes. Yes. Actually, I saw another good one the other day. I nearly bought it. It was £40 and I didn't have £40 on me. And, but I might buy it today. And it's a thing that blows uh, steam into the room. I bought a little one at the Ideal Home Show, which is brilliant. Which is a little... In fact, I bought two now. 
because it's very good for if you've got a small room. They do a bigger version. And what it is, it's a little tiny box, probably about six inches by four inches. And you have a bottle of water and you turn it upside down. So it sits on the machine like that. So that way, that way. OK, the water. Like that. And it blows steam into the room. It puts it through this steamer and blows steam out, which is very good because if you've got a lot of dry air, which you have at the moment, that's what makes you feel drowsy. If you've got steam coming to the room, if, if there are people in West End shows who will have these little steamers to keep the air moist because it keeps your throat. So I should imagine for Wicked, they probably got it. Phantom of the Opera, Michael Crawford had a big one in his room which blew steam in to keep the air cool for him because he had so many prosthetics on him. The poor man was sweating two pints of liquid per show. He had a bottle down the side with a straw and the liquid went into it. He was sweating that much off it. So I saw this thing the other day and I think it was a buy on air. And you fill it with water and it blows steam into the room which keeps the air moist. And I might go back and get one of those today. I like that kind of thing, actually. I'm all in, all in favour because, you know, my, my voisse is my tool. And consequently, I need, you know, to keep it la 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 la. I don't necessarily do that. In the mo- Sometimes I do that. Uh, here they go, the most stupid dads in Britain. One's got his shirt off, so you know just how dumb he is. And this is in... Oh, it's Cardiff. Oh, well, there you go. And it's two dad pushing pushchairs across a dangerous river. I mean, they are stupid. You know they're chavs. You can tell by what they're wearing. They're a bit stupid. And uh, one leg, one child's leg appeared to poke out of one pushchair. They were crossing the River Taff at a spot called Black Weir. The Coast Guard said being swept over was like being dumped by a barrage of waves with the churning water forcing you down. They said it only takes ankle-deep water to knock you over. 60 seconds. And so what they've done is they've said, you know these stupid people are. They'll find them. They'll be in the papers by tomorrow. Two other people drowned in another one of these uh, pits the other day. Uh, Even though there were big notices all around there, uh, two people got into difficulty in the water. One drowned, followed by the second one. And I keep asking myself the question... How do these people get into difficulty? Do they get caught up in weed? They said there was a lot of weed on this thing and there were big signs up saying don't go swimming in these sand pits or quarries or anything else like that because it's dangerous. And still, still people go swimming. A hot day, they think, let's go swim without realising the water looks lovely. But underneath it is danger. And the danger is it's going to drag you down. And it's not so good, I'm afraid. It really is not so good. So stay well away from places like that. I mean, I wouldn't mind if, you know, if there weren't signs up there, but they have made the, they have made the effort of putting signs up saying, don't go there. I don't know what more you can do. Cover it over, fill it in. I, don't, I really don't know. I suppose we should, actually. We should try and do something to help these, uh, these people who have this, this urge, this urge to, uh, to go and... Swim in these uh, dreadful places. David Beckham's going to do a kids' programme on television. The good news is it's on Sky, so that'll be all right. And it's apparently to get kids into sport. How dreadfully dull. How dreadfully dull. And uh, here she is, Georgie Thompson. I always said, when we first saw Georgie, she used to go out with with Declan Donnelly. I always said she was fiercely ambitious. I never thought she was particularly interested in going out with him, but the resultant publicity was that they split up because I think she wanted to go out all the time and be photographed. And uh, he doesn't do things like that. He doesn't do parties or anything else. He's more than happy to stay in and watch telly. Which is, you know, if you're in telly, why would you want to go out and party? Unless you're a desperado. And I'm afraid Georgie Thompson is a bit of a desperado. Luckily, she's going off to America. Goodbye. Off you go. They say she's following in the footsteps of uh, Cat Dealey and Piers Morgan. Well, he's a disaster in America, isn't he? I thought he was a total disaster. And she seems to spend most of the time over here now. Nicole Scherzinger, I'm so lonely without Lewis. Yes, we're all lonely without Lewis, dear. Well, it's your problem, isn't it? I mean, I don't know. Why should we worry about your, your relationship? It doesn't, doesn't mean anything to us. 
last Thursday I went to Debenhams in Leeds, says John. What's your own fault? To buy a kettle. As I was looking, a guy comes up to me and announces he's my personal shopper. By the time we'd finished, he convinced me to buy a matching kettle, toaster and coffee maker, coming to 287 quid. And then he gave me a voucher for a fiver to spend in the restaurant. That was nice, wasn't it? Sucker. <laughs> I like the idea. I mean, to be honest with you, a coffee maker, I've had so many coffee makers over the years, you never use them. There's no point. Let's say, people go, ooh, look, I can make my own Nespresso and stuff like that. It's great, but I mean, it's, it's, you know, unless you're going to sit at home and drink. Mind you, I have got a friend who does drink that every day. I'm awake for three, says Riaz, for breakfast, as it's Ramadan, and with the heat, impossible to sleep. Thankfully, you're on. I know, it kind of gets you through Ramadan, doesn't it? But perhaps we should have that slogan. Steve Allen gets you through Ramadan. You know, try and take your mind off the fact you're not eating. Try and take your mind off the fact you can't have anything to drink. <laughs> Sydney, Australia. Actually, somebody emailed me from Sydney the other day saying, we've got wind and rain here. I thought, oh, bliss. Apparently, there might be one or two showers later on today. I can't wait for that one. Um, and, uh, and Sarah says, the group of us that enjoy tuning into your programme. What in Australia? You're starved of good... Ra- I've heard some of your radio. Hello, is that the hospital? Oh, God, I mean, it's so dull, isn't it, really? We love your perspective on humanity. Some of us get a little lost... English references going over our heads. Well, you do speak the language, well, sort of roughly, I suppose, don't you? Not exactly the best. Maybe we're probably all descended from convicts. That's, that's where we, we sent you. You're going to Australia. Whee! Off you go. Send them all out there, and then you have children and all the rest. Anyway, happily, we've got three poms sitting beside us, so they can interpret for us. I can always do the programme slower, if it's any help. Hello, Sarah. Hello? You know, we do that for Australians. We don't have to sort of do it very fast. It says, uh, we Aussies are laughing at how you lot over there are melting away at 28, 29 and 30 degrees. To give you some perspective, it's the middle of winter over here. What, in July? Do you have winter in July, do you? Oh dear, how sad. And we're getting a lovely day in Sydney of 23 degrees. The English are loving it. And And she sent me an article from the Sydney Morning Herald. Gosh, they've even got papers and everything over there. They'll be having electricity and food, won't they, next, in Australia? Most of them all sitting there in chains, you know, wondering if they can ever get back to good old blighty. Can we go home? No, you're going to stay in Australia for the rest of your life. It's your own fault. You shouldn't have been a felon in an early, in an early life. She says, hope you don't melt away into oblivion. And she says, could you be gentle with us in the second test at Lord's? We're going to annihilate you. You know that you're going to be annihilated. But we so love the Australians over here. The Australian women, you can always spot, they're always... So much fatter than the blokes, aren't they? I love them. And by God, those Sheilas can sink a few pints. We've got them over here. I mentioned we're constantly picking up Australians from the gutter. Constantly. Happy to have listeners from all over the world. So keep listening. Let's take a quick break. When we're back, I'll tell you about the 10-year-old artist who's selling pictures for millions of pounds. LBC 97.3. This is London's biggest conversation with the best of Steve Allen. LBC 97.3. This is London's biggest conversation with the best of Steve Allen. Welcome back. We have yet another story about somebody falling off the wagon. I see that uh, the football pundit Ray Wilkins narrowly escaped jail. Guilty of drink driving, second time in ten months. What an idiot. What a buffoon. What a stupid person. He's 56. You know, illustrious career, now sadly just a drunk. I'm afraid. It seems to run in the business, doesn't it, really? Uh, he'd won 84 England caps. Doesn't seem to make any difference, though, does it? Whether they, you know, you might have had a message from the Pope, as far as I'm concerned. If you're a drunk driver, you're a drunk driver. And a drunk driver is a killing machine, as far as I'm concerned. So he, he's already on a two-year ban. They've now given him a three-year ban. Is this man so stupid? He doesn't really... I couldn't care less whether he's got England caps. He's still a bozo when it comes to drinking. 
And the judge said, I have to regard this as a serious matter. Of course it's a serious matter. The man's an idiot. He's a drunk. He obviously thinks that he can go out, have loads of drinks, you know, go out and drive. He lives in Cobham, you know, so he's fairly well healed, but obviously thick as a brick. Getting in a car, driving, when you're, dr- when you're that much over the drink-drive limit. He's been ordered to pay £4,000 costs. He's got a further 12-month community order. And uh, now he's got three extra years on his licence. Stupid man. What a, what a complete idiot. Idiot. I was trying to find out what the outcome was, and I can't remember, of the story that we nearly ran on the programme a couple of weeks ago of a woman who was in a syndicate for a lottery thing at work, and then she went off, I think, with morning sickness, didn't pay her money, they won, and they didn't give her any money because they didn't have an agreement. And she said, the last I heard, she said that what they were going to do is she was going to go and see a solicitor. And I remember thinking at the time, well, if you're not... I mean, admittedly, it's a bit cruel. Admittedly, it's a bit cruel. It's like that last thing. I always play the same numbers every week. And then this week I didn't because I had a cough and a cold and I couldn't go out. And those set of numbers came in and I could have won 10 million. Well, that's kind of tough. And in the case of the woman who was in this work syndicate, she didn't pay in and nobody was paying in for her. So they said, well, you know, you weren't here. We're only paying out to the people who are in the syndicate, which won. You weren't in the syndicate. So you were off for the day. Well, that's kind of tough, really. And I did. I felt a bit sorry for her in a way that they all got, I think, 2.9 million and if they'd given her, I forget what they won that, it was a substantial sum, and it would have given her, a, you know, they could have had 1.9 million each or something like that if they'd all given, but they don't want to. They don't want to help her out, they're not interested in that kind of thing. And I was wondering what the outcome was of that woman, because if you're not in a syndicate and you don't draw up an agreement, well, then you're in big trouble, because that's, it's, a, it's a legal document. What you've got to do is make sure. But, on the other hand, if you're in a syndicate and you haven't paid, well, then why should they, why should they cover for you? So in other words, it's like, you know, I've, I've often said, I've written to Camelot on many a time saying, listen, send me the winnings now and I'll keep buying a ticket. You know, it's like it's a promise of performance. I will buy a ticket for the lottery. You just send me the winnings. But it doesn't work like that. And I, I did feel sorry for her at the time. I thought that's a bit of a shame. She, you know, she was off with morning sickness, but she didn't pay into the lottery on that day. And that was the day that they got their winning ticket. I mean, it's sod's law, isn't it? It's absolutely sod's You couldn't make it up. It's, it's called being unlucky. It's called being unlucky. But I don't think she'll get a penny piece. It's like, do you remember, there was another story some years ago. In fact, some good, some bad. A couple who every day went to bingo. And every time they won, they shared their winnings. Except on the one time where the woman won £100,000. She'd want to share. They said, well, you've always shared. Well, I don't want to share now. I'm not going to share with you. So they fell out. They fell out over it. And you think, you know, money does cause arguments, doesn't it? Money does cause arguments. It doesn't mean, you know, if, if somebody's got a lot of money and somebody hasn't, they want it. They seem to want things from you. Why is it every time I look at a picture of Bernie Eccleston, he looks, he looks like sort of a criminal from years gone by. He's got one of those faces. You look at him and you think, it's, it, it just looks like he's been stuck in the 70s with his same hairstyle and all the rest of it. And that face now, and you look, you look at him, because I think there is a look to people. It's like you look at all the great train robbers and they all look like that, don't they? They've got there is a look to criminals. I don't know what it is. It's 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 just people's faces, isn't it? You, you could do me a big lineup of people. They go, what do you think this person does for a living? You'd never guess with me in a million years, would you? Unless you heard me speak. Unless you know what I look like. But uh, Bernie's up on this bribery rap. 29 million he's been uh, charged uh, with bribery by German prosecutors. 
£29 million. Pounds. He said, no, it wasn't. It was just to help somebody out, blah, 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 blah. And I see poor old uh, Mario Falcone, uh, the drip out of uh, The Only Way is Essex. Well, in fact, actually, most of them are drippy. Uh, I'm afraid he's now, he's overseeing a teeth whitening shop called Pearlie's at Mario's in Brentwood. God, honestly, I feel so, I'm so glad I don't live in Brentwood anymore. I feel so sorry. It's now been overtaken by the biggest bunch of chavs ever. And now Pearlie, and like the, the woman who won The Apprentice, Dr. Totty. You know, the one with uh, the horse hair stuck in her hair. Really bad hair here. And so we've sort of trained her up as a doctor. You've, you've actually paid for that. And what's she going to open? Botox clinics. Jeez, honestly. And uh, Lord Sugar. So Dr. Leia beat the cake shop boss, the one who nobody likes, Louisa Zisman. Oh, she's vile. I, really, I didn't like her first time I saw her. The moment they started saying there were tacky pictures of her on the internet, I knew exactly what she was. Fraudulent, ladies and gentlemen. You know, somebody who sort of gives it the big I am and then turns out to be not all that at all, really. Bit of a shame, but that's her problem, isn't it? And so now we've got the, uh, the Dr. Totty who's going to open up Botox clinics. What in God's name Alan Sugar's going to be doing associating with things like that? I've got no idea. I wouldn't encourage anybody to go anywhere near anything like that at all. I really wouldn't. Couldn't care less whether it's... Uh, you know, whether or not it's sort of somebody who's one on the television with really bad hair. I mean, God, that's what you call split ends. Blimey. It really is bad hair, poor soul. Uh, poor old dreary Sharon Osborne, foul-mouthed old bag of the First Order, I'm afraid. She was talking about some of the old people from uh, from The X Factor, Leon Jackson. Who's he? Steve Brookstein, that little so-and-so. And here she is, the one with the drunk husband. And the kids in and out of rehab. Classic family, aren't they? You know, Chav and the La. And, of course, you remember that Sharon Osbourne... I think she's quite interesting, don't get me wrong. I'm quite a fan, but I just think sometimes she just talks the biggest pile of rubbish you've ever heard in your entire life. We're probably all guilty of that. Uh, she's a foul-mouthed woman. I mean, I, to be honest with you, I don't know what sort of woman could ever swear in front of her children, but the whole family swear at home. So, uh, real, real trailer trash. She says, I'm too old to be shy, so I tell it the way it is. Darling, you were always too old. And fat, I believe, in the early days. My God, you were a heifer. Oh, dear me. You made that poor woman out of the only way as Essex. Look almost sylph-like, didn't you? Little, little Gemma. Gemma. Oh, that's show business for you. Can't even remember who she is now. Uh, Brian Reed, talking about... Um, Pippa Middleton and Paul Burrell, both attention seekers, I'm afraid. And um, J.K. Rowling, Brian Sewell. What else? There's something here. He says, uh, why is John Simpson appearing on Who Do You Think You Are? when he already knows the answer to that question. The greatest liberator of mankind since Jesus Christ. I missed the interview yesterday. Is it available? Is it a podcast on LBC with James O'Brien talking to Jesus? There's a video, is that? Oh, dear, honestly. These people, honestly, why do we have to put up with stupid Australians coming over here? He's 50, is he? What, James O'Brien or Jesus? Oh, Jesus is 50. I mean, I, d- I just don't understand why we bother giving people airtime. I mean, quite clearly, they're not, he's not mad, he's just a stupid person. He's just a stupid person. I love the story, though, of the... Uh, there's a kid in the, uh, in the papers today, and he, he's a very good artist, because he's absolutely amazing. I mean, he really is good. He, he does the most wonderful pictures. He's ten. He's sold pictures so far worth over a quarter of a million pounds. But they're really, really good. I can't draw for toffee. There's another dad's fury here. And here he is, Lee Neal. He's got an eight-year-old daughter. She was playing what she thought were free games on her dad's iPad. Big mistake here. You know what I'm going to tell you, don't you? I'm appalled, he says here. Anyway... She's run up a £4,000 bill. So he wrote to Apple saying, I think you should take it off. And they went, I don't think so. She spent uh, six days, more than £2,000, paying for in-game upgrades and bonus content through 74 transactions. 
Horrified, Lee found out when the bank froze his account and banned him from withdrawing cash. He said the schoolgirl was unaware she was being charged real money. Well, he should have bloody well checked it, you fool. So you've got your kid playing on your iPad and you don't know what they're doing, but it's linked into your bank account. Whoa! What sort of person are you? He says, Lily's only eight. She hasn't grasped the contents of money. Well, you quite clearly haven't grasped the contents of giving your iPad to your kid without checking what she's doing. She probably wouldn't know, he said, how much a bag of crisps cost. Well, I don't know how much a bag of crisps cost. Doesn't make me an idiot when it comes to using an iPad. He says, I was very surprised how dismissive Apple were. Well, they're used to dealing with people like you, whose kids abuse the system. You don't check it for how many days? Six days. You never checked your iPad. She's playing on it, runs up four grand, and you don't check it. What do you think she's doing on it? I mean, how stupid as a parent you have to be. You surely check. God knows what she could have been accessing. You know, kids nowadays, they play these games. So, in other words, your iPad didn't have any security on it to stop her being allowed to transfer money from your bank account to Apple. £4,000 between March and early this month. I mean, messages were going to his work account, which he couldn't access as he was seconded to another company. That's a bit stupid as well, isn't it? But, I mean, you should have checked what she was doing. I mean, you sh- why are you not checking these things? But he says she's only eight... It wasn't till I grilled her she said she'd been using a password that she'd seen me put in when I downloaded free... Oh, God, so she's devious as well. She saw you download a password. She watched you do a password, which comes up as a series of dots. But she was able to see what you were writing in. So fraudulently, she could defraud Apple of £4,000. I don't think so, matey. You pay. He said, I might have to sell my cars and my motorbikes. Good. Might teach you a lesson. Watch what your daughter's doing on the iPad. It's common sense. I have no sympathy, I'm afraid. None at all. Well, those are my best bits from the week. I'll be back tomorrow morning live at four. So I look forward to talking to you then. And don't forget, you can download all the podcasts from the LBC website. Go to lbc.co.uk. You can also follow me on Twitter at Steve Allen Show. Coming up next, I'm in conversation with Samantha Womack and Denise Lewis. So make sure you stay tuned for that. But now the latest news at six.